In history, underprivileged voices are silenced. Their stories are like wisps of smoke in the wind. So, I decided to create a series on my podcast and YouTube channel where I tell the story of not the hero, but the side character, the worker, the farmer, the salesman. Join me in this episode on a son's recount of his father. Toan Vo was born in central Vinh a town that was close to the edge of Vietnam. One could say Toan lived a very destitute childhood. He neither went to daycare nor had a babysitter. His mother almost always asked his auntie to take care of him and some of the other children. It would be easy to say that Toan was the middle child as he was the third out of nine. He rarely received much individual attention, but Toan knew that there were reasons for that. Although his mother and father would frequently come home and take care of him, his house grew to be his safe place, the location to where he sneaked back wrinkled pages of school textbooks or scraps of newspapers he found on the ground on his way to school. He kept them all in a neat pile under a pair of pants next to his bed. This was necessary. His room, which was one of the only rooms in the small house, could barely fit his bed that he had to share with his siblings. Every day, he uncovered his pants to check his stash, letting out a sigh, knowing his parents wouldn't reprimand him for taking back literature. He even went as far as to tell his siblings the grotesque monster that would haunt them if they touched its bucket of gold coins. As always, Toyan grew bored, and he wanted to learn more. That's all he wanted. He rarely had time to himself. Every morning he would wake up early and follow his father down trails and paths to the nearby lakes and the bordering body of water. His father would hold his hand as they jumped from root to root and navigated spiky bushes. They had only one fishing rod. Although it somewhat saddened Toan that he could not fish, he was happy enough to be able to sit next to his dad and hear his stories. One that Toan's dad would frequently tell would be one of the tortoise and the hare. Toan loved this fable the most. In Vietnamese, Toan's dad would orchestrate the story through mouth sound effects and impactful pauses. Even though Toan would be crouching, picking at the ants, he heard every single word. It meant the most to him. Toan believed that despite his father's fabulous storytelling, he was more interested in the morale. It is okay to be slow, but it is the perseverance and humility that will ultimately win you in life. Mornings around six were spent like this. Toan's father smoking a cigarette as Toan picked at small bugs on the ground. Though during winters, It would be harsher. The lack of clothes made it difficult for Toan to come with his father. Most of the clothes for those days were worn by the father. 
Toan's socks and hat were all given to his father. During those days, Toan would still wake up early. Though, instead of listening to his father's life stories, he would read English labels on a certain items and recite to himself the best he could. Breakfast was difficult to come by. Rarely did the family eat much. Occasionally, they would have yesterday's rice mixed with warm water, though usually Toan would wait at the front door with his notebooks in his left hand and a pencil in his right hand. He would wait eagerly for his teacher to come by. The teacher lived around five blocks away, and he was always willing to give Toan a ride. Toan himself had never ridden a bike, nor even thought of riding in those sleek machines they called cars. But that was fine for Toan. As long as he could walk to where he wanted, nothing really bothered him. His teacher would adjust the back seat so it could fit one more person. The teacher would also joke around with Toan, telling him that when Toan would get as big as him, he could no longer ride the bike with him. Although still a young teenager, Toan felt a strong longing for these rides. Maybe it was the conversations they had on the way there, or the silence that followed the green rice paddy fields. They would arrive just on time. Toan would take a seat and immediately start his notes. As Toan would tell his son frequently, I was the top student in my school. Though his son still stays skeptical to this day, it is true that he worked incredibly hard. His grades were always the top, and he spent more time diving into rented Soviet math books than actually playing soccer. In fact, those were his two main interests. If his legs weren't busy, his brain was. At this time, math and biology were his favorite subjects, and he stayed after class whenever he could. Usually, his afternoons were busy as well. His mother taught him simple ways to clean fish and make fish paste to sell at the market. It was strenuous and boring work, but he always kept himself busy during those times by reading nearby signs and reciting English to himself. His son tells me that his dream when he was younger was to be a doctor. In fact. He became the first doctor out of his hometown, and even went to the prestigious Onai Medical University. Though, his celebration was short-lived, as he was hit with kidney failure. Now, from my perspective outside of this story, I must wonder. How does one in such a poor financial status achieve a kidney donation? This was ought to be the end of Toan. To his family, Toan was an 18-year-old who dressed himself in his rash ambitions and passion for math and science. He was part of the backbone for the family. Truthfully, they knew about his hidden newspapers. His siblings heard him wake in the morning. And his teachers often discussed what Toan would do in the future. But why would any of this matter? Toan had no sight of even receiving a kidney donation. 
It was two months after Toan received the news. At this point, he would still have intermittent sessions of vomiting and diarrhea. He was unable to live the way he used to. He could not play soccer, as his lungs would give out and he would throw up after running a couple of meters. He became sheltered in studies. He understood he had nothing left, but he wanted to make the most out of it. Life was too short to truly learn everything, but he still tried. He would spend all of his nights reading crumpled up magazines, learning more about kidney disease in medicine. His whole life revolved around making the most out of the tiny bits he had left. It was through this difficulty that he realized how important it was to keep his head up. Millions of other children went through kidney failure and also suffered from the limited amount of kidney donations. It pained him to know that the children around the world suffered as well. And he swore that for as long as he had left to live, he would make the impact one step at a time, doing whatever he could. After four months, passion swept him into work. He was still enrolled in his medical college, and Toan kept at it for weeks until suddenly he heard news. His brother offered his kidney to Toan. It was a surprising moment as Toan had come back from his medical school, and being the younger residents, he didn't stay long at night. He came back early. Finishing his overcooked rice with thinly sliced pork, and his brother met him at the train station and walked with him to his house. His brother remembers how adamant Toan had been when offered a kidney. He had neither seen a man so steadfast in their position, nor a man who was so willing to keep their friends and family safe. But no matter what Toan said. His brother had already set up the appointment and made the decision. It was a couple years after the kidney transplant. Toan had finished medical school and moved to Singapore. It was 2006, and his wife was pregnant. Taxes and bills were incredibly expensive, and Toan did not want to spend much money at all. He was at times slightly frugal. Kidney medicine kept him up at night in cold sweat, and he had difficulty swallowing normal food. Although he got work at a prestigious hospital, life was still difficult for him. But he did not let anything stop him. He still appeared at conventions after nights of swallowing many pills, and he would always speak in English, no matter how little he knew about the language. And he also cared about everyone as well. He would later go back in the end to take care of his stepmother. He stayed by her bedside until she passed away. See, with Toan, he loves his country, his people, and most importantly, he loves his hometown. By now, 
He should know that all of his families knew that he kept a magazine under his old dirty pants. He is a man of words, a man of passion, a man who will give a child a heart transplant without sleep for 36 hours. Medicine was his life, and he knew how vital a role it played in saving lives. And every time he comes into the hospital, he cannot forget that tortoise and hare story his father would tell him. The one about perseverance and humility. <laughs>